Excuse me. Has anybody seen That was a joke about the world being flat, right? Was it? Why does it seem like the further we go back in history, the more advanced we were? You're telling me people were so primitive they took a hammer and chisel and made this? President Kennedy died at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. When we were successful, we were We had a real chance at this new world order. Welcome. <clears throat> oh, I start that over. <clears throat> Fucking something stuck in my throat. Welcome, fellow truthers and conspiracy junkies, to another episode of White Rabbit. I am your host, Catalyst Jones, and today, uh, you know, this guy stole Casper's girlfriend in high school, and they went to like some weird ghosty school. The ghost himself is fucking here. The host of the Third Eye Pro- uh, Third Eye Podcast. What is up, brother? It's been a long time coming. I'm happy to have you here. Well, thank you. What a what an intro. Uh, yeah, I, I I did. I stole her. We we went to Seventh Heaven. We played spin the bottle, and next thing you know, I I thought I could get her pregnant, but apparently ghosts don't have seeds. So oh man, well, there you go. <laughs> How did you come yeah. up with the name Ghost? Uh... It's a really kind of funny story. Um, PUBG Mobile came out, okay? And I started playing it. And it was like a year or two before the, the lockdowns or whatever. And I got super into it. It was like the first video game that I really got into on a phone. You know what I mean? And... uh Cause I didn't like when my daughter was born, I play, I, I mean, at that time I had GameCube, uh, I fucking the cube. I had like three or four systems. And when my daughter was born 19 years ago, I kind of just got out of playing video games. Well, that came around and I was like, Oh wow. You know, it's kind of like call of duty. And it was like the adult version of Fortnite. So me being, what is it called? Uh, pub G mobile. It's P-U-B dash G. All right. And uh, so <laughs> I I am not very good at being stealthy. As much as I I, I think now in, in real life, if I go out archery hunt, I'm really good. But in video games, for some reason, not good. So I came up with the um call sign sloppy ghost because I was sloppy at being a ghost. Well, everybody thought that meant I, I was a raging drunk you know, trying to play. I was like, no, 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 not at all. And then telegram came around. So I was like, well, fuck it. I'll just use that, you know, sloppy ghost. And I started making friends in telegram and, and, and what have you. And they're like, man, we hate calling you sloppy. And I'm like, why? I'm like, cause I don't know. It kind of implies that you're, you're, you're just drunk all the time. I'm like, no, no. And I explained where it came from, you know, horrible, you know, hiding and what have you um, did get a chicken dinner with a, with a, a 45 pistol. So, not easy to do in, in that game, but I, I, I did it. Don't know how. Um, so that kind of switched over to on Telegram going by Falcon Ghost. And I have a really good buddy in marketing and, and what have you. And he, he gave me a logo. And the Falcon Ghost comes from me being in the Air Force and working on the F-16 Fighting Falcon. And 
that just slowly everybody just started calling me ghost. And when I started my podcast, I was like, well, I don't want to go by my, my real name. Everybody calls me ghost on my online presence. So I'm just going to go by ghost, whatever, fuck it. And it's stuck. And here I am. That's awesome, man. When you said when you said you switched it up to Falcon Ghost, I can't help it. And don't be don't be offended, or if you are offended, I don't care. Come back to me when you when you when you're done. But <laughs> when you said that, I, I just envisioned the scene and Step Brothers where he was like, "You can call me Nighthawk." <laughs> <laughs> nice, yeah. <laughs> oh shit, I I didn't even put two and two together. Yeah, that that's great. Oh man. Uh, you can call me falcon ghost so you kind of touched on uh on uh transitioning from where you were with the video game thing and how you brought it into your podcast name now uh my third eye is uh i in my in my realm in my world and i'm sure the people that listen to the show here uh when you hear my third eye you know it's gonna what type of show you're gonna get yourself into it's not you're not gonna get like your normal like oprah winfrey or even a tucker carlson type of show you know you know that you're gonna hear some off the wall maybe some tinfoil hat type of shit right Mm -hmm. so um what got you interested in like um alternative thinking and critical thinking and then uh and then i want to follow that up with what made you start your show well what originally originally got me into alternative thinking was probably when I was a little boy. This is back when I still lived out in Idaho. I was originally born in Wyoming. Then we moved to Idaho. And then when I was nine or 10, we moved out here to Pennsylvania because at that time, the job industry was going down. My stepdad's grandfather had died a year before that. So we just up and moved to Pennsylvania. So to back backtrack, being a little boy and going camping in Idaho you're no stranger to walking through the the woods and seeing where bear, you know, uh, grizzly bears would, would claw on, uh, trees and stuff, you know, to mark, mark their territory. And I remember being young, I mean, and talking to a friend and and just being like, do you know that they have Sasquatch over in, in Washington and Oregon? And from a little kid, I just always kind of believed in that, you know? And, and at that time I don't, I don't recall ever watching Leonard Nimoy's show or anything like that. But as I grew up, I go into the, you know, school library or whatever, see stuff on Loch Ness, Bigfoot, Sasquatch, you know, uh, aliens, UFOs. And it always had me kind of always believing in something bigger. You know what I mean? Something else is out there. And then later on, fast forward, I don't know, maybe middle school years, walking down the, the local gas station to get a candy bar or whatever with a friend me and him stop you know it's a small town very small town that I, we moved to out here and we sat down on these steps and we both looked and we're like oh shit like i don't we probably didn't say shit but we're like we're sitting on a masonic lodge and my buddy goes you know if you talk bad about them they'll make you disappear you know people that talk bad they they're never heard of again i'm like really well, then that takes you down that conspiracy hole. And then, you know, 9-11 happens. And at first, after, you know, it was a year after I had got out of the military. So I was gung-ho, but now looking into it, you know, because that's a lot of people's wake-up moment right now. Hey, I think I'm, your friend was uh, foreshadowing um, shadow banning, right? Yeah. You talk yeah. bad about them and then you're never heard or seen from again. Never heard like, of. That's yeah. the same thing that happens online to us right now, right? Exactly. Very, I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I just thought I'd throw that in there. Yeah. 
and and it's true and i don't know so like i guess my definitive wake up moment was like hey you know there's bigfoot over in you know washington oregon and northern california or whatever i've always just kind of had an open mind and a different belief because till i was till i was eight i was an only child and being raised by a stepdad and long story short you know my mom actually kept me from my real dad which i found out later um i was always you know as a young kid entertain yourself you know what i mean use your imagination and i just always kind of looked outside of what the box was on a lot of different topics so when what when podcast came to me it was like a, a big huge like oh my god this is the best fucking birthday christmas present i've ever had because I, I i was i was hooked into listening to uh talk radio you know you get up in the morning you have your locals that are on from like six to nine and then you have the big three from nine and then 12 and then three and then at it's six Brian and tom and alan in the morning yeah that shit so yeah. i got to talking about the same shit in every city same shit. <laughs> and it was this was probably, I don't know, it was, well, it was the summer before, so it would have been 2018, I think the summer of 2018, I took two weeks off to build a chicken coop because we, we got chickens and I wanted to build a, a, a bigger coop for them because the one that we, we had bought online was like super small, like it, it, I should have read the dimensions better. So I took two weeks off and I was like, you know what? I hear all my friends, you know, talking about podcasts. So I go on iHeartRadio at the time because I was new. And I was like, I hit podcast. I just typed in Sasquatch. First one that comes up, because I have a big fondness for the hairy guy, Sasquatch Chronicles. And from there, the rest is fucking history. It got me into the confessionals. It got me into tinfoil hat for a little while. And it got me into so many others. And you know, you'd hear someone on a, on a show and then next thing you know, and now here I am, I'm, I'm friends with some of the, the podcasters that I listen to and I'm kind of like in the same playing field. So it's, it, it's a bizarre, it, it's been a bizarre year for me. Isn't it? It's crazy, right? Yeah. So kind of similar for me, actually you were, let's, let's rewind quite a bit here. Cause you just blew, blew my mind on, on a lot of different things. So you went back and then the first thing you said that, that kind of, I was like, Oh wow. Kind of me too. Is you were like, I was an only child until I was eight years old. Well, I was an only child until I was seven years old. And then, um, my mom ended up, uh, having a couple of different stepdads, but one came into my life when I was in fourth grade and they're still together till this day. However, neither one of those people talked to me. Um, <clears throat> that's beside the point. So that checked off two boxes. I was like, well, that's crazy, right? Like the stepdad and then the only child up until you were eight, seven or eight, pretty damn fucking close. And so like, I'm thinking like you were off on your own, you're in your own head a lot, right? So you were already a free thinker, like at a very young age. And I feel like I was too, cause like I was, I was the one that was never paying attention in class because it wasn't grabbing me enough. I mean, don't get me wrong. If they talked about something that really piqued my interest, like when they talked about like King Tut and like Egypt and shit 
like that, man, fucking A plus extra credit, whatever, you know, like feed me more of this. Yeah. But you know, if I'm not interested, fuck you, what's going on outside? Who can I make laugh? Um, put an attack on the teacher's seat, you know, like yep. <laughs> uh, type of shit. We're, uh, we're, we're two peas in the same pod. Yeah, you know, you know and, now, I mean? and now we're in the podcasting yeah. world, right? And 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 very similar too. So like I think about like when I first found out about podcasts, right? Like I, I heard about them and I'd heard people talking about Joe Rogan and whatnot. And then the music that I really liked was getting fucking stale as shit. And it just, it, it was like, you really had to like know somebody to know like good bands or good hip hop or anything that was decent. And, and so I was just like, you know, like I had a handful of good people, but they didn't put out enough music for me to like keep me interested. And when I found out, a, like when I finally gave podcasts a chance and it was Joe Rogan and then it was Tinfoil Hat. And it was like, I, to this day, it's been years. I don't fucking listen to music all day long like I used to. I listen to fucking podcasts all day long. And same yep. thing as you, bro. Like I'm talking to, I'm friends with some of these people that like I was listening to like, oh my God, dude, if I could meet this guy, like we would be best friends. And that was like when I listened to We The People Radio, I was listening to James and I was like, dude, if I ever met this guy, I bet you we, we would be best friends. And right yeah. now we're we're like best friends. And it's, awesome. it's crazy how the, how everything unfolds like that. It's funny how you make that connection because I've actually slowly be, been becoming friends with V Lynn and Mick from the Patriot Party podcast. Like I filled in for Mick when he was out in Vegas the week before V Lynn was going out. And when then he was the, hanging out with James. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he popped in on the, the second night and then the storm came and V Lynn was going to drive out on Wednesday and what have you. But the fact that I had came on. I think two weeks prior to that and for their true spiracy for nine 11. And it was, it, it was her way of kind of having like a, uh, an intervention for Mick, you know what I mean? Because he served longer in, in the military than I did. I got out before nine 11. I was in the air force. I was a weapons loader. He was special forces and did a lot of groundwork. Okay. So for him to say in, 9-11 was an inside job it's going to be a lot harder for someone like him to admit that because then that that takes away all the the justification for and i'm just going to put it bluntly for all the killing that he had to do because our government sent him there you know what i mean and it, it that takes a toll on a person so we kind of tread lightly we wrap up and the next thing i know i mean he, immediate he was like I, I want him back on on the show because he was like explaining the I don't know some rod that goes up in in a thing. He called it some kind of dick or whatever. I'm like, well, what you're basically kind of proving is flat Earth, and he's just like, yes, yes, right. And I'm like, and I'm I'm not a flat earther, but I'm not a baller. I I don't know what I am. I'll look into it. You know what I mean? So then they're they're like, will you come on two or three times? You know that week that Mick's gone for for a guest host. I was like, fuck yeah, I will. You know th this is great. Never in a million years would I think would have thought that starting a podcast uh, this month will be a year uh, um, that I would be asked to guest host or even be a guest on someone's podcast. Like, you know, even, even when you reached out, I'm just like, wow, he wants me to be a guest on his podcast. Like, this is crazy. You know, I'm reaching out to him first. Like, hey, do you want to come on talk at Tavern? Do you want to be a guest on, on you know, 
my show to talk about like dark shit of like Hollywood and the music industry and all this crazy shit. And Hey, I want to stop you there because I think that's something really awesome that you got going on over there is the talk of the tavern. And, um, uh, I know, uh, not noticed, but also we have our, our buddy, Matt, uh, from the great deception podcast who, who also does a similar roundtable um, Monday night master debaters. And I think that that's just a fucking awesome way. And, you know, you had that show, I met some people that I would have not normally met. And now like um, expanding reality has become one of my favorite podcasts. And I mm-hmm. never even would have found it if it wasn't for your little round table that you did with your talk of the tavern. And I think that's fucking awesome. I was very quiet that day because I'm just like, I haven't, I don't know shit about astrology and I don't know shit about UFC. So I was just kind of a fly yeah. on the wall that day. And that's funny that you say that you and V Lynn and, and Mick got, uh, to get along so well, because when I was on their show, man, V Lynn was blowing me away so much that I literally was just picking my jaw up off of my lap the entire time, <laughs> just listening to her stories and her lineage and just, just crazy shit. She was just blowing my mind left and right that I couldn't get a fucking word ed- edge in. So, uh, but great fucking people. And man, uh, uh, yeah, to be in the circle with with some of these guys is is pretty awesome to be to be sitting yeah. some some of the same tables. So <clears throat> it's so humbling. And, and I got to put out full disclosure: the Monday Night Master Debaters inspired me to start talk at the tavern. And I, because who helped me get my start is Ryan Dean from from Dangerous World. He helped me get my podcast up and running led me to water and let me drink the water myself. He wouldn't give me all the answers, but he'd give me enough to get me there so I could think and and get it through. If I really couldn't figure something out, he would tell me. And Ryan and I have grown a great relationship. Like he he's like a best friend, you know, to me. And, you know, I, I bounced it off him and Matt. I said, look, I don't want to copy what Matt's doing but I do want to do a round table and there, and there it was a group chat and they're like, what do you want to do? I was like, well, I just want to get people together and me being a Patriot. And I said, I want to kind of throw it back to the old days of the green dragon. And, you know, our founding fathers would meet there and talk and not that we were going to try and overthrow the government as it is today, but just, just talk about whatever, you know oh, what I mean? Come on, because you're no he, fun. Why not? Well, yeah, we can't. We can't. You know, I don't. I mean, I, let's talk about it. it. I mean, fuck around. We don't and find actually out, have you know? to do it. We could talk about it. Oh, right. yeah, absolutely. And uh, so it was like, I just want to get other podcasters together that may not ever cross paths, might be a, a up and comer that might only have like two episodes out with someone like Graham from Grimerica in there as well. You know what I mean? Just all over the place. And it just kind of took off. Now, I will tell you, when we first started it, it became a monster real fucking quick because I would just send out, you know, I'd I'd invite everybody that has already been on. And sometimes there'd be like 15, 16 people in there. And it was like, oh, yeah, it's hard to get a grid in, right? Yes, very hard, very overwhelming, Um, not just for me, but I could I could pick up on it from other guests. You know what I mean? So. When you say, you know, you kind of sat there and you were quiet, that's kind of how I was when I first started it, because I was like, fuck, I, you know, I'm sitting there. I'm like, well, this is my show. You know, I should talk more. And I had a a, a lady on just rogue. 
uh, Rogi, and she does the Rogi report, and it's more dialed into like UFOs and and stuff like that. And she came on. She's I think she was on there twice, and the first time she just sat there like like jaw dropped, like literally, a jaw was open the whole time, eyes the size of a silver dollar, just like, and I I you know just DM'd her real quick. I'm like, you all right? She's like. <laughs> I've never heard half of this stuff. My my mind is melting. And I'm like, well, that's a good thing then. You know what I mean? And it, it's it's great because you get so many different perspectives. And like you said, you you get to meet other people like Shane Jones from Inquiries of Our Reality. Uh, Joe from Legit Bat asked me one one night, he's like, Do you mind if I invite a friend? I'm like, Yeah. And he was just starting out and he, like like he he was nervous, didn't really talk, you know what I mean? The, now he's he's grown his show him and i do a, a a completely separate show together called bizarre encounters and you know just weird how people meet and then next thing you know the spider webs start going further and further out and i hear you on ryan's show i reach out and i'm like man i, I really like the conspiracy in the break room would you like to come on talk at the tavern you're like yeah you know we've got it we got it figured out now here we are. I mean, we don't talk every day, but you know, we, we talk frequently and it's like, this is great. You know what I mean? Cause it, when I'm, I'm where you are, you, it's probably a lot like where I am. Um, only different cultures, the shit we talk about, most people don't want to sit there and listen to us talk about it because they think we're fucking crazy, but you get into the podcast game and get into alternative thinking and, free thinking and mind expanding and, and just fucking looking into shit. You find out there's a lot more people out there that are just like you. And you're like, I'm not alone anymore. This is therapy. This is great. Those are my peoples, my yeah. peoples. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. Uh, was, um, 4th of July, I believe. And, uh, my roommate's fiance was, uh, barbecuing you know he had a couple beers and he started asking me about some conspiracies and shit and i don't really like talking with him about it and he's he's a, a hardcore republican which i can i can have some political conversations with him about you know and and keep keep up i won't go too hard you know and lose him and sometimes i do but uh this night he ended up drinking a little bit. So he wanted to, he wanted to get real deep. Right. And so I, I wasn't really, I wasn't, I wasn't drinking that night. So I wasn't trying to go deep with him because I could care less if I change his mind or not. And I right. could tell he just wanted to go into it as an argumentative type of thing, which is what most people do. Right. But what came out of this conversation is he asked me, he was like, I just don't understand how you do your podcast and talk about all this shit. Like, I just don't understand how you sleep at night. Like, doesn't this shit eat you up? Right. Well, this is a respiratory therapist and this guy works in a uh, metaflight helicopters and stuff. So he like sees people die every day and like right in front of him. Right. And I'm like, how do you sleep at night? Like I couldn't fucking do that. Right. I was like, but I'll tell you what the podcast does for me is it gives me a chance to talk to people that are like-minded like me. And even if they don't agree with me, they're willing to listen to me. And in the real world, people aren't willing to listen to me. And, mm. and you know, they're, they're so quick to like call names and put you down and it's really dark and it's really dark to be a free thinker in, in the world that, environment and climate that we are right now especially when it's geared to kind of point and laugh at the at the tinfoil hat wearer right it's 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 like point and laugh uh, make fun of them 
call them names, call them stupid. And really it's like, we're the ones that are actually thinking outside of the bubble and putting pieces of these puzzles together. We're the opposite of fucking stupid, if anything, but uh-huh. it is just so refreshing to know when you start, when, and if anybody's out there just on the verge thinking about, man, should I start a podcast? I don't know. Like, I'm going to tell you straight off the bat. It is a lot of fucking work and it is more work than I ever imagined, imagined that it would be, but it is so well worth it because if, if you find a niche and you find your real honing of your podcast and then you start finding your peoples, right? You, grow an entirely new family and there's a saying that blood is thicker than water but i'm going to tell you something right now like your kids might not even have the same blood type as you so what the fuck does that even mean right family is people that you can i just you guys know what family is you listen to white rabbit but i'm just saying if you're thinking about starting a podcast and just hearing uh, me and you talk about what what me and ghost just said man it's just it's so fucking rewarding and and if you like dig through these things and you're listening to these podcasts and shit like that and you know i know it helps to listen because that's what drug me in because i'm like fuck these people are talking about the same shit you know that drug me in but uh-huh. to actually speak on it, it 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 is a totally different ball game so yes please get out there do it and if it's not your thing you you tried it you know get out there give it a shot absolutely you know you're not going to know if you, you you're going to fail if you don't try um because if you don't try you you're still stuck in the same fucking boat. You know what I mean? So, and, and I'm going to tell you, even if you do start a podcast, here's how naive I was when I started a podcast, you heard all these podcasters talking about anchor. It's easy. You can do it from your phone. I remember they're down one night. I downloaded it on my phone and I'm sitting there. I'm like, yeah. And this is way before I reached out to Ryan and, and what have you. And I'm like, well, I can hit record and I hit record. And I, I remember just all of a sudden just staring at my phone. It's like, what the fuck do I talk about? Okay. Stop. Right. And I'm like, shit, did that, did that mean it went out to everywhere? And then, you know, you slowly start learning more and more and more. And, you know, when I had to stop thinking and, and, and actually put a conscious decision into what I wanted to call my podcast, what kind of guests I wanted to have on. Do I have a strong, um, love for looking into cryptids yes but i don't want it to be all about cryptids do i can i get down on political stuff yes but i don't want it always to be political do i can i dive into some spirituality stuff yes but i don't always want to bring religion and spirituality into it however i do love bringing the dark side of that shit into it where hey you ever and i'm sure your your audience knows look at the fucking vatican that 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 the Vatican is more satanic than, than people could ever dream of, you know, and satanic hub of this realm. It is a satanic hub of this realm that, that in Los Angeles, maybe. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, like you said, you, you start, you get going, you know, at first you might have sweaty palms. I never knew what Eminem meant by that until I started a, a podcast because I never put myself in in situations where I would be that nerve like because vulnerable yeah well I not necessarily because I would I would put myself in vulnerable situations just because of how I was raised and the the band that I've always listened to since high school that has gotten me out of and through everything and was 
if you can't figure out who the band is by the name of my fucking podcast, um, it's Tool. And they had a song, My Third Eye. And that had always been my favorite song from them because it was like, it had so many different meanings. You know, you could, you could look at it as it's, it's a, you're getting through a very traumatic situation, whether it's abuse or a divorce or, or anything, and you can spin it and make that into a positive light. And that's opening your third eye into something else. So it's not always just about just your single pineal gland opening up. It's all about your pineal gland opening up your third eye into looking at everything through, through your third eye, whether it's religion, music, movies, uh, day-to-day life, uh, realizing that you're a fucking empath and maybe 90% of the anxiety that you've experienced your whole life really wasn't anxiety. And it was just you picking up on all these different energies and emotions and internalizing them. And now after talking with people for the last three years almost and and people like Whitney Fox and and others on how to kind of hone in and control a lot of that. Oh my God. It's, it's like, I have a fucking mutant power, but I still don't know how to fully control it. You know what I mean? So I I don't know. I'm just just starting to get into this shit, man. So like, I really am starting to get into this shit. And that's why I love expanding reality so much. And Brandon Thomas is a shout out to Brandon. Also, did I, I don't know. Did I give a shout out to Ryan Dean when you were talking about, Uh, his podcast because dangerous world is awesome and i will put out i'm gonna say this publicly i'm just gonna say this and take if i offend anybody i am sorry but this is how much i love the dangerous world podcast that is the only podcast that i subscribe to a patreon to (laughs) that's i'll just absolutely i i fully agree i'm a ten dollar and i'm not gonna say that if i could afford it i would fucking subscribe to all my friends patreons just to fucking do it but like i I I'm a broke motherfucker and you know, I, I wanted to see what it's all about. And he, he has that. And, and fuck you for doing this, Ryan. You're, you're an asshole. Cause you want people <laughs> to listen to your full shit so you can make your money. I get it, bro. I get it. But fuck <laughs> you because you made this broke motherfucker go spend some top ramen money so that I could listen to the full fucking episode. It's like, you're pulling some, you're pulling some, uh, what is that? Uh, what is that? Tom Cruise, uh, fucking religion called <laughs> Scientology. Yeah, you're pulling some Scientology shit, bro. To get to the next step, we got to pay you. <laughs> what the fuck kind of shit is that? No, I love you for that, brother. Like, and all the power to you, man. I I, I like uh, I love your Patreon and shout out to you. Hell yeah. And uh I'm a I'm a $10 subscriber as well, you know what I mean? Top tier. I I just I do it because I love it. I I I I'm like you. It was like, fuck, well, what else did they talk about you know so you subscribe to get the full episode i think it's what three bucks or five bucks but to get everything is ten dollars a month i'm like well, what the fuck is ten dollars you know what i mean like okay it can add up if you want to support all your podcast friends very fucking quickly like 10 people there's there's a hundred fucking dollars and it's like shit yeah um i subscribe to him and um have since i first started really getting into to his show and i started listening back when he still had branded on and man did i used to get fucking pissed listening to how he would try and justify his retarded fucking thinking and i'm like well i don't want to offend ryan if i ever talk to him someday but i want to tell him brandon's a fucking retard like with the way (laughs) he could be a nice guy 
in reality, and, and that's great. He's entitled to his beliefs. He's entitled to his free speech. But it's like, you think Bill Gates is a good guy? Oh man, see, yeah, I would have gone up too. I never, I never listened to the show when he had him on, so I'm, I'm not privy to that information. And actually, yeah. uh, in the beginning stages of White Rabbit, I actually had on um, an open-minded normie. So he didn't know anything, but he was asking questions that I wasn't thinking to ask. You know, unfortunately, I didn't. I mean, the podcast is still evolving, so who knows what it's going to be in a year from now. But um, I mean, like you said, like you can jump into anything. When I first started out, I didn't want to start out. When I originally set out to do a podcast, I wanted to do what I'm doing now. And I wanted to bring on experts of certain subjects that I'm really fucking interested in, paranormal or fucking conspiracy, whatever it is, just crazy shit. Uh, basically, tinfoil hat, but I'm not a goddamn comedian. Um, <laughs> I, I, but I laugh and I have fun, right? And I have no idea where the fuck I was going with this. Once again, hey, before, so it, it, it doesn't matter, obviously. So let's ride with this wave because I had this idea right before, um, right be- when I was setting up to bring you on. And I, and I was like, I don't know if this is a, an original Catalyst Jones idea or if this is just something that I had heard before and, and just finally put it together in my head. Now, I was thinking about, um, about um, uh, One-Eyed Willie and Steven Spielberg's whole metaphor for um, the movie The Goonies, right? Mm-hmm. And um, One-Eyed Willie, and they're like scared. Uh, it's creepy, One-Eyed Willie, like we have to go see it. It's kind of creepy. We want to find it because we're going to get all these riches. It's going gonna, it's gonna to save us for the rest of our lives, but we have to go through this horrible shit to get it, right? And his right. name is One-Eyed Willie. <laughs> and you talk to fucking Corey Feldman or uh, yeah, Feldman. And he says that pedophilia is the number one fucking issue in um, Hollywood. And, you know, us conspiracy theorists, uh-huh. we dive down the pizza gate holes and all of the shit. So we know that. And I'm just like, did they really throw that out there? And I don't know if anybody's ever talked about this or if I came up with this on my own, but one eyed Willie with the metaphor and they're scared to get it is like these little kid actors got to go play with the one eyed Willie. And then their families are taken care of for the rest of their fucking life. <laughs> you nailed it. <laughs> well, damn. One-eyed I, Willie is a dick, people. That, that, I mean, <laughs> you, you can call him the one-eyed wonder weasel. You can call him one-eyed Willie. You know, there, there's the whole, I got a one-eyed wonder weasel, and he's a wondering what's in your pants. You know what I mean? Like, one-eyed Willie is a reference to a dick. And, you know, they go play with the dick and find the dick. The dick finds them. Hmm, family is taking care of the rest of their lives. So, yeah, I... I I've never heard anybody openly speak about that, but I've like, when you said one eyed Willie, I'm like, and never understood why they called him, called him one eyed Willie because I'm like, that's, that's a dick reference. Like even, even when as a kid, you knew it was a dick reference. Well, I didn't. Okay. So there's a funny, funny fucking story is I believe I was a sophomore in high school and uh, we were forming a band and we had to get a name for our band. We'd been jamming for a while, but we needed a name for battle of the bands during high school. And it was coming up and somebody was like, just put on, put on one eyed Willie. And I, and we were like, all right, cool. Our name is one eyed Willie. And like, so I put uh, for the stickers, I put the picture of Willie from the Simpsons. Cause I didn't know that it was a dick reference. <laughs> And neither did the fucking teachers or the administrators at school either, because they let us rock with it. <laughs> I, I have uh, two stories that are somewhat similar. Okay, out here, f- fifth grade you used to go away for a week to to 
to camp. Okay. It was in cabins. You'd go hike on nature trails, learn different things on how to survive or whatever. You know, they made it educational. It was called fifth grade camp. Well, each cabin, you know, you had the, the guys stayed with the guys and the girls stayed with the girls. And I think each cabin had like five or six people per, per cabin. And we came up with, we, we want to be the horny toads. And the teacher's like, you mean horn toads? I'm like, no, the horny toad, right? And we had him so convinced that the, the horned toad was actually called a horny toad. And we drew it out. And our name of our fucking cabin was the horny toads. And he never caught on to the fact that we were making a sexual reference, right? Like, yeah, we're just horny toads, you know, <laughs> we, we want to play stinky pinky, you know, and fast forward to my high school years, getting into tool. I used to wear my one tool shirt. It, just, it was black and white it, across the front, just said tool. And on the back, if, if there's tool fans out there, you're, you know exactly where I'm going. It had a crescent wrench, but at the bottom, instead of just one circle, it had two. Yeah. <laughs> and it looked like a phallus with, with balls. And one teacher kind of kind of caught on. They're like, I don't think that that shirt's appropriate. I'm like, no, it's a tool. It's a, a tool like you'd work on, you know, a car or anything. And they kind of let it go. And years later, my buddy was like, dude, you you threw it in their face. And they had no fucking clue that you were walking around with a dick on your back. I'm like, yeah, they, they never caught on. That's when I realized he was a fucking idiot. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I remember that shirt. Definitely a buddy of mine, Jacob Price, had that shirt. I believe it was Jacob Price that had that shirt. Uh, yeah. I, if you're listening, Jacob, let me know if that was you. Uh, anyways. Um, so I got to ask you this, man, because one of the things that like, I, I love talking to other podcasters, man, I fucking love doing that. Oh, I see we have the same headphones. Uh, anyways, um, <laughs> what was I going to say? Yes. So what really, I, like you said, you, you've always, always been kind of a free thinker since you were little. Right. And, and mm -hmm. I know that as for me, like I went into like mundane world and then I, I got sucked back in to whatever. And then, watched some conspiracy shit and you know and i kind of went back and forth but then when that light switch was really finally flipped on it was like fuck dude there is no turning back and i think that moment might have been zeitgeist uh right uh, right around the time barack obama was running for president when one of my black friends told me that if he gets in he's gonna usher in the new world order and i was like what the fuck is the new world order bro yeah. <laughs> go back and listen to a uh, uh, poppy well yeah poppy bush not yeah. not prescott but you know, his yeah, son. <laughs> big old well, they hear it at the beginning of the this episode or every uh, White Rabbit episode. So, um, so what was your light switch moment? What was that topic? What was the rabbit hole that grabbed you when that light switch was flipped on and there was no going back? Probably Freemasons, the occult, and New World Order. It was the it was the time when I was a young oh, man. Was I in? I had to been in high school or just I was either in high school or just out in the military and someone someone told me to get the uh the book behold a pale horse and I was like okay you know I'll get it and then there was all the the controversy surrounding it like if you buy it you're gonna be put on a list and this and that and I'm like oh, fuck I'm buying it then you know and come to find out they never ask your name you just you bought it I paid cash whatever 
and I'm, I'm reading through this, you know, in, in the first couple chapters, it's all about numerology and this and that. And it, it's a deep book and I'm sitting there reading it. And then I go into the air force and what have you, I finish my thing and I, I realize, okay, he was ex naval intelligence. And I'm like, well, that's kind of, you know, an oxymoron, you know, you have military intelligence, you know, it's kind of, you know, doesn't exist, but it's just a inside joke between fellow military members. Uh, and then you find out he, wait, 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 got, don't skim over that then. So let, let, let me in on this inside joke. There is no such thing as military intelligence. So what is general Flynn then? There is, but if you look at the intelligence and the common sense that they try to put behind their intelligence in trying to run day-to-day operations or Oh, I got you. There's nothing Some intelligence that, that happens on their oper- in their operations. No, no, not at all. Now, Probably a special with gen- especially with General Milley in, in charge of everything, right? Yes. So <laughs> that always turned out in in every branch you talk to, they'll be like, yeah, military intelligence. Yeah, you're funny. You know, yeah, they're all officers, you know, but it, it, that's just, it's a running joke. Do we have good military intelligence? Yes, obviously we do. When you're a service member, you know, you, you bag on the higher ups. If you're enlisted, you always bag on the officers, the officers bag on the enlisted because they're just dumb. They never went to college. You know what I mean? So it's like, but then when you're in the air force, you're like, well, I never went to college. Okay. But I'm loading all these missiles and bombs and bullets and everything else on your jet that you went to college to fly in that danger zone to get possibly shut down why i'm back at the base hundreds of miles away in safety who's the idiot now <laughs> so you know what i mean so yeah it's just we have great military intelligence it's just one of those little oxymorons because it's like okay every time you have to go do something you got to hurry up and wait and oh shit i picked my left nose and not my right nostril and uh now right. i have to go back to the end of the line it's like uh, okay so <laughs> So um, are, are you dismissing William Cooper altogether? Because my, no. my opinion of no. him is I feel like he was he was actually an MK Ultra victim himself. And I feel like in that book, he put out a lot of truths because you have to put out a lot of truths when you're running a PSYOP. And I feel like they allowed him, if not encouraged him or wanted him to put that book out. Killing him was just to make it that much more. Ooh, let's get this book right. Because when right. there is truly shit that they don't want you to get your hands on you don't get your fucking hands on it they will black that shit out i mean there's books out there right now that you can buy and there's pages that are not in there they're retracted mm-hmm. or they're blacked out just regular fucking people that write books they don't want you right. to know this information if there's anything in that book that they didn't want you to know about it wouldn't fucking be in there true and that's my opinion i don't discredit him altogether because the stuff that i did learn from that book is what kind of led me and probably most conspiracy theorists to the point where they are today to to look further into maybe the cookie crumb that he might have dropped oh and i think there's way more than cookie crumbs like like i was saying is he had to have truce in there you have to have truce in there to run a successful psyop but i think the when, when i mean cookie crumb to us it would be a cookie crumb to someone like or to us, it's more than a cookie crumb, but to somebody that's just kind of kind of into it and, and reading it, they're like, okay, that, that little bit of 
information could be true to us. We look at that. It's it, here. Here's an easy way. Okay. Kanye or yay has recently come out. He was going after the Jewish people or the Jewish media, right? Is it just well, yay now? It, it, yeah. He changed it to, to yay. Okay. So yay. Yay. Yeah. So <laughs> I not going to lie. I would love to have a sit down one-on-one conversation with that guy because I wanting to ever since he said my mom died for this shit. Yes. Because he was purposely meant to look crazy. And he, he kind of breaks this down on uh, this Friday. I, I don't know when you, when you release this episode or whatever. Um, but on, on the one of the newer episodes of Conspiracy in the News, Ryan and I, I, I kind of got in and covered a little bit of the pop culture. And we, we covered, yeah. And if he, Ryan and I both agree, and Ryan brought it to my attention, and, and I agree with him after he, the way he presented it was if he would have just said instead of the Jewish media, if he would have just said the Kazarians, it would have got a whole lot more people looking into what the fuck is a Kazarian and who are they and the Kazarian Jews and, and the Jewish people that we know of today really aren't of the tribes of Abraham. They were the Kazarians and told, Hey, pick a religion. And they just picked Judaism and they control the darker side of I wonder some why of he your... didn't say that. Yeah. Because you know when who who was whose show was he just on to when he asked him, he was like, You knew that was racist when you said that shit, right? And he was like, Yeah, like, it was yeah. it was a drinking it was a round table with I like other put to, no, I actually put together a little video of that and posted it yesterday. So saying death on free on Jewish okay. people. Are you sorry you said that? No. I think it matters. You should be. Absolutely not. You should be. Absolutely not. Yeah, but yeah, you should be. Absolutely not. When you insult the Jewish people and say you're going death gone free on the Jewish people, that is as racist as anything you say you've been through and any pain that you've experienced. It's the same thing. Racism is racism. And you know that, I think, don't you? Yeah, obviously, that's why I said it. So you said it knowing it's racist? Yes, I fought fire with fire. I think, I don't know if that's the clip where, okay, he was on a, a round I table. I should have pulled some. And, you know, I, I've, I've, uh, I disp, I unplugged for the week and now all this Kanye shit is happening and, and I'm really interested. So it sounds like you broke this down a little bit. Can you inform me a little bit? Because I, 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 like I said, I unplugged this week and I was just taking some me time. So, I mean, I, I actually still have the video clips up that I used on my show. If you want me to, I can share them if you want. Absolutely. Um, Let me, uh, I've part, that's part little clip, but, uh, basically everybody took him as saying, I'm going after the Jewish people. He was going, he even admitted, no, I'm going after George Soros. His own manager is Jewish. Same manager he has is Lizzo's manager. Okay. Um, when they sent him off to the hospital, his manager put that out there and, and made sure it was out there that he was fucking crazy. He goes, I have other friends that went to the hospital. They never did that to him or them. I think that they put Kim Kardashian in his life too. Uh, they're a bunch him. of witches. But yeah, oh, absolutely. Everybody that they've ever come in contact with has fucking completely just 
but Kanye's smart as fuck. And mm-hmm. he always has been, in my opinion, you know, like I feel like he was somebody in the same kind of shoes as me. Like he was young. He saw these materialistic things. He wanted the fortune and fame. He he fell into it. He really did want it. He did sell his fucking soul. He dove in head first because he wanted nothing more than that. And then he realized that he's bigger than what he would was diving into. And I feel like he's going to spend the rest of his life trying to make up for what he did and, and expose truth. I really feel that way. Yeah. And they're going to spend the rest of his life treating him like Donald Trump. Abs- absolutely. Because when, oh man. Where if, do I if, go to uh, let you share screen? I'm sorry. I'm, I, if you go down to the bottom where it says right in the middle, it'll say share screen. If oh, you hit thing. the little button right next to it and it'll bring up a option menu. And yep. I think it's one down uh, multiple. People. Gotcha. Um, let me see if I can bring this up quick without having to do a two-party fucking author authorization again Uh, okay cool still in the account all right so sit down bear with me that would be so awesome because i would ask him the coolest questions like fuck these mainstream narrative people like i would sit down and ask him about these occultic rituals that jay-z put him through and other shit you know like the not typical questions yeah oh completely because it's like you everybody's told that he's a crazy motherfucker but when you actually sit down and listen to what he's actually saying he he makes sense and it took me it took me a few years to to kind of come to that conclusion about him because i wasn't sure where i stood with with him i did like his music I oh we're talking then, about Kanye. I thought we were talking about the Unabomber for a second. Oh no, Kanye. That was a joke because I t- kind of totally agree with everything the Unabomber was saying. <laughs> His manifesto is is kind of legit. <laughs> gotcha. So yeah. Uh <laughs> and disclaimer for any fucks listening, I am not a crazy person that would ever, ever uh be violent towards anybody unless put in a situation where I had no other choice. Exactly. Same here. Um, but yeah, he just, he, he comes out and I think he does it in a way that he need. And I told this to Ryan, cause Ryan's like, well, if he would have said it this way, has like, he needs to be brash because people today need to have their fucking feelings hurt over a first amendment. Right. In order to fucking either wake up, get pissed or look into something themselves, because I'm sorry. Um, my first amendment doesn't stop where your feelings start ever. And if I say something that hurts your feelings, well, I guess your butt hurt, bud. But if it hurt your feelings, maybe you should go look into it because usually truth hurts. Right. (laughs) When, when did feelings ever even fucking matter anyway? Yeah. Uh, I don't think it ever did because it's not, it's not in the constitution where you have the the right to, to feelings. I mean, I grew up with the saying, like, I'm rubber, you're glue. What you say bounces off me and sticks to you. Yep. Or (laughs) sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Exactly. Unless you're a fucking wizard or a witch, then you probably know what you're doing with those words. (laughs) Yes. And that's where the Kardashians come in. Exactly. All right. I hit share. Let's see if it does anything here. Okay. Now I'm going to, like I said, these are kind of a little lengthy. They're like a two or three minute clip, but I'll, I'll start with the first one. 
blown away here. Did not know you can get TikTok on a fucking desktop. Okay. My white lives matter to you. The white lives matter to you. Don't say nothing. Don't say DEFCON and unknown it, right? I'm like, put it out. And he's telling me, like, yo, I want you to visit the Holocaust Museum. And I was like, yo, I want you to visit Planned Parenthood. That's our Holocaust Museum. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, I put my life on this at this point. Because they've been fucking with me too long. They put, they put the crazy narrative out there. My Jewish trainer, Harley Pashanak, who's Lizzo's trainer, uh, put it out when I went to the hospital, put it in the press. I got a bunch of friends that went to the hospital. It didn't go to the press. They did that just like they did in the documentary on the third episode to say, we love Ye like the rest of y'all. We know he a genius like the rest of y'all, but sometimes you got to turn the camera off on them. So they'll go and get a dude that's supposed to be my friend that's been taping me the whole time and buy this nigga out for thirty I, I million dollars. Co- I thought you co-signed that. I ain't co-signed it, but oh, you you get used to that. Ooh. Paparazzi taking a picture of you, you ain't getting no money off it. Right. You just get used to getting screwed by the Jewish media. Mm. And I'm saying, y'all done poked the bear too fucking long. When I wore the White Lives Matter tee, they I had four SoFi Stadium shows. They canceled my shows. I said it's up. And let me tell you one thing. It's like if a black man is caught with something in a car or something, everybody in the car going to go to jail with him, right? But if a black man can play basketball or rap, only he gets the record deal. So meaning like if one black man does something bad, all the other blacks get caught with him. If one black man does something good, nobody else gets nothing with him. It's a reverse for the Jewish people, right? If, if a Jewish person could repeatedly fucks me on a deal it's just them it's just the businessman it's not the people it's not nobody else but if a jewish person does good all of their people eat with them that's one of the flips i gotta tell you something where is a black guy that has a jewish person signed to him point it out tell me that where's a black person that's signed to a jewish person all of them basically 90 Basically, 90, uh, 90% of them. So what I'm saying is, y'all done poked the bear too many times. Y'all should have learned with Drake. Y'all should have learned with Puff. Y'all should have learned with Hove. Y'all dealing with a different kind of animal here. You know, everybody wants to say I'm 730. Well, I'm going to use that to my advantage. I told y'all I was the leader. I told y'all I'm going to free my people. In the name of God, and I will put my life at risk. Because if I wasn't in a glass prison, just like Larry Hoover's in a real prison, then I would have had to say so when my kids go to school. I go into my kids' school, I see Hanukkah books. Huh. So that's a that's a little teaser. Uh, now, try uh, if you want the 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 rest of it, you're going to have to listen to Conspiracy in the News. It's free 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 show i put out every every week but there you go we, where can where can everybody go find that my third eye podcast anywhere you can find a podcast uh even on a high heart radio now so awesome yeah. congratulations on the iheart radio you're still on spotify huh yes oh, well spotify keep, apple keep iTunes. hanging on keep hanging on <laughs> i'm trying i'm trying because yeah but yeah it's it, it's one of those things like he he says it so bluntly but if he would have just said Kazarians, you know what I mean? And I get where he's coming from. Right. And I, but think, I, I think he, if he 
and you're coming from a critical thinking point of view. He's coming from somebody that makes music for people that are fucking dumb. Yes. Right? And he's like, I just have to be layman with everything that I fucking say. It has to be dumbed down because people aren't, you know, this, how many, well, I, how many times has somebody looked at something on one of your social media accounts and they go, well, where's, where's the rest of the video or, um, or can you prove this point or this point or where do you find this? And, and it's like, yo, I'm showing you the tip of the iceberg so that you go check the shit out. Like, exactly. Like, and, and, and if he said Kazarian, what, what do you think would happen right now? I think it was a good, it was a good move on his part because you know, there's that old saying that any publicity, any publicity is good publicity, right? Yes. Well, Kanye has been nothing but bad publicity ever since, uh, ever since basically he got together with the fucking witches of the wicked mm -hmm. West. Right. And, and so for him, it, it's basically like, fuck it. How can I play this bad publicity to the benefit of me and my agenda? And I feel like he probably did the best thing. Now I understand where you're coming from, but like people aren't critical thinkers, bro. Like they're yeah. so far few in between. Very good point. And I think that's where you and I are a lot alike on our thinking because that's how I originally came at it with Ryan. And so, yeah, not both sides are good. Uh, Kazarian or Jewish, or, you, know, you know, media or whatever. Um, but like you said, any publicity, any publicity is good publicity. Look at Madonna. She was the queen of it. Look at Britney, queen of it. You know, uh, Miley Cyrus, queen of it. And when he got with the Kardashians, yes, it's always been bad, 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 negative, negative, negative. Look at him. He's crazy. Why is he crazy? Because he's a critical fucking thinker. He thinks outside the box. He looks into shit. And what shit comes out of his mouth sounds fucking crazy. Well, again, it goes back to sometimes the truth fucking hurts. Right. Plain and simple. And they purposely put him with Kim Kardashian, purposely put him with that handler because it was going to go one of two ways. It was either going to be he was going to be the perfect fucking warlock for what they needed and and be the next Jay-Z even greater, probably uh, be the second coming of their Luciferian agenda. Or he was going to say, fuck this shit and push back and he was going to be pushed so fucking far into the limelight because he's with Kim Kardashian, who uh -huh. everybody can't stop talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, either oh, way. Butt implants? Oh, did you see she took them out? Uh, look, did you see this? Did you see that? Did you see this? How about her sisters? This and that. I and didn't see a fucking thing. The last thing that I seen about this bitch really really pissed me off and it was and it had to do with kanye west and it was a video that i watched to him where he was upset because this uh and and i know the dude is famous but i really just don't even give a fuck to even look into anything but i heard kanye talking about how dude was fucking kim and called him and was like in the middle of it or something like that and like yo check listen to this shit as he's banging kim and they're like laughing about it and i'm Would like that be the guys that the guy's name that so sounds or rhymes with pete davidson could be i don't know some white dude that seems to like pick up the pieces where everybody else falls off and yeah yes i don't know he, much about the guy i don't even know what he does to be perfectly honest with you i, I just know that that's fucking evil to do to somebody yes he he was on saturday night live uh he was in the newest uh suicide squad got killed off almost immediately great uh newest suicide squad don't bother watching it guys horrible horrible 
special effects horrible. I, I thought I was watching a 1982 special effects movie, like bad. Um, but Yay also called him out for getting his kids tattooed on him, and he, him and Kim actually came out and said, "Yeah, we make we make love in front of the fireplace to honor my grandmother." Now her great grandmother was a witch, right? A very strong witch. So it's right. Like, so they're wow. practicing sex magic in front of the fireplace, uh, invoking her grandmother, and it's just really weird that the kids yeah, tattooed on him. So the kids are now involved in this sex magic. Not to mention that they've already been trying to sexualize his children as much as possible. So it's just fantastic. This poor fucking guy, man. Like I, I, I can't fathom having to go through what he's going through on top of going through it so fucking publicly. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you, how, people, you, I'm going to do a callback. People, you know, you had your, your roommate's fiance or, you know, whatever, ask you, you know, or maybe it wasn't that, but, you know, how do you look into the things that you, you look into and don't go crazy? Okay. Well, how does someone like him go through all that and not fucking snap and keep it together and, and always, he does get emotional, but you never see him break down. You never see him. He 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 just pushes forward. Like when I look at him in some of these interviews, it's like if I didn't know you, I would bet a million dollars that you are a veteran because somehow, some way, you were trained to hide your emotions as well as you do. You know what I mean? Like he just, you see him all the time. It's famous. Oh, look at, look at Kanye. He had, he'll smile for a second. And then he's, 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 yeah. he's all somber again. You know what well, I mean? In that like, video clip that I just played when he was asking yeah. him, do you feel sorry for what you said? And he was laughing when he was asking him the question. And then he was like, okay, serious face. No, mm-hmm. not at all. No, no, I'm not sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, and I love it. He's not backtracking either. He's, he's holding his ground. And, and he has been holding his ground. And, you know, the more he speaks out, the more crazy they're going to make him look. I was just talking about this. The uh, Who was it? Oh, uh, Drew Cast uh, was just on Deplorable Janet's show. And I was listening to it while I was uh, doing some side work yesterday. And he said that he liked um, he liked Gwen Stefani and uh, wondered if she was part of, like, that whole Hollywood satanic shit. And then uh, immediately following, not even 15 seconds later, he said, you know, I'd like to, like, know if there's like a rapper that was like there and then got pushed out or something and so like immediately i sent him a picture of gwen stefani like holding up all the satanic symbolism and then i said and rapper bob was at the verge of becoming the next drake and then he started talking about celebrity cloning and flat earth and everybody dropped him and the radio stopped uh, putting him in rotation silence silence yeah i i remember when he he came out he had that one song that obviously the radio played the fuck out of air it was like air yes airplanes and it was like okay this is catchy you know we'll see what else comes out and nothing ever fucking came out after that i don't think he had a hit after that oh he did he had like five or six so he had like clouds with lil wayne and um yeah he he did a bunch he had a he had a good good solid he was going he he had that momentum right it's like it's like seeing a football team totally just get that boost and then uh fucking the quarterback gets taken out of the game yep okay and it makes sense because 
you know, you, you get to that level, you either a sell yourself or spend the rest of the time repenting for selling yourself. It does happen. Uh, if, if your audience wants to go back and listen to a very early episode of mine, I had an ex satanic high wizard on, uh, by the name of Zachary King. So anybody in the eighties, all the way up to when did he, when did he stop? I want to say nine, somewhere in the nineties, he, he stopped, he, he fled, but turned to Catholicism, which oh, kind of, yeah. So, but he helped a lot of, he just traded uh, one bad habit for another man. <laughs> yeah. So, but he, you know, he admitted it, you know, he, I mean, if you listen to his story and I've listened to his story, it never, it never varies. You know what I mean? He, he might every now and again say something n- kind of new, but nothing like over the top of like, well, he never said that before. And, and blah, 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 you know, it, it, but it, this shit's real. This shit is fucking real. These people go to Hollywood. These, if you see them all over billboards, you see them headlining movies and headlining TV shows or making multi-platinum records they did something in order to get there there is one rock artist out there that went country and kind of sang about that and that was aaron lewis and you don't really hear much from him anymore and he called it out on his country album i'm not i'm not a huge country fan i i do like some country music but that album like he he called it the fuck out you know I'll be a fan of anybody that uses a platform like that to speak truth. You know, I was never, I was never a Pitbull fan, but now I fully support the guy. That's funny. You bring up Pitbull because when Ryan was trying to figure out what uh round table yay was on, I said, this one looks very similar to the one that, that Pitbull was on right around 2020 when he was talk coming out like heavy on vaccines and, uh, the communism and, and just freedom and, and how he grew up and what he saw. And I remember seeing conservatives take another, like whip their head, almost breaking their neck. Like Pitbull saying this shit. Yeah. Like, are you like, and, and I was, to be honest with you, I was one of them because I just thought he was okay. He's Pitbull. He's from Florida, whatever. He's a rapper. He, he, he's part of the, the club. Well, I and then, he was too, because you listen to his music. It's all about, it's about partying. It's dancing yeah. music, right? So it's drinking, fucking girls, and going out to the club, yeah. botchery. That's what his music is about. I mean, he has songs with Kesha. Kesha has a fucking video where she's openly having an orgy in a fucking church with a fucking pentagram, right? Like, so. Like, and her pussy was haunted by a ghost. Yes, true. And I still want to bang the shit out of her, and I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, one of the only celebrities that I've had multiple sex dreams about. Nice. And I don't even care that she put on some extra weight. She's always like, that's my celebrity crush. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> She's a ginger. She's like fucking soulless, just like I am. <laughs> nice. No, I just stole that from Joel Thomas. Cause I don't know. Do you listen to kill, kill the mockingbirds? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, so Joel Thomas, they have a running joke on there. Um, he has a crush on Jen Saki and he's like, uh, they're going to have soulless kids together. They're ginger. <laughs> I've been trying to get him on my I want to get him on talk of the tavern, but I wanted to get him on, on my show. He, he posted something. This was months ago on uh national parks and who really controls them. And, and, and the, 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 
government agency that is actually behind them that isn't actually the United States or something. It was just a, a short little reel that he did on on Instagram. And I was just like, I messaged him right away. He's never messaged back. And I was just like, dude, how deep do you want to go down this rabbit hole? Because I would love to have you on. And all right, we'll make that happen. One day it it it, it will happen. You know, things always come when they're supposed to. So, you know what I mean? Like I never thought I'd have Tommy Chong on, had Tommy Chong on. I reached out to Paul Stamet to get him on to talk mushrooms. However, I got one of those, well, what questions do you want to ask this and that blah, 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 blah. blah. And I'm, I'm just looking at it and I'm like, somebody just tell me now's not the time to answer this. Maybe we'll go back to this email six months to a year down the road. Who knows? You know, it, I've, I've really kind of gotten, got into uh, following my intuition as being an empath because everybody, everybody has the, the capability of being an empath. You just have to realize what it is and start recognizing the signs and just it, the old adage, trust your gut because, you know, things happen when they happen for a reason. And sometimes you can foreshadow and, and it, it just fucking blows your mind. Like one night I was sitting there and, uh, Joe from legit bat, I was supposed to go on. Well, I did go on their show on, on a Sunday and it was like, I think it was a Saturday. I was sitting there, I was editing, uh, some audio, you know, getting ready, you know, probably a talk at the tavern so I could release it, you know, get ahead of the game or whatever. And I'm like, man, I should probably message Joe just to make sure we're still good for the, for the, you know, the time that we set for tomorrow. Um, because uh, like you, he's in California within three seconds. He texts me, Hey, we good for tomorrow. And that I happens just, to me all the time, bro. Like, Holy fuck. I'm like, okay. Hey, that's just part of you being you, man. So if that does happen to you, break, embrace it. Start, start following that rabbit down that hole because it will lead you to it did so many things like even recently yesterday that I was thinking about somebody and something that we were doing together. And before I finished the memory, they text me. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. So anyways, I'm going to hook that up for you. I already uh, sent Joel a message. So uh, yeah, we'll get that. We'll get that set up for you. Oh, well, I appreciate that. that thank you. So the timing is now brother. The timing is now. <laughs> is now. I love the time. All right. What so else do we want to get into? Man, I want to get into some other stuff too because I asked you what got got you into it. Like, right, like what was the one thing that made you flip the light switch? And you started to get into um to get into uh, behold a pale horse while you were either right before you went into the military or or when you were in the military. So like there was something in that book. I don't think we actually got to what it was where you were like, okay, there's something here. Now I'm awake as fuck. There's no going back. Like once it's seen, it's you can't unsee. So I, we were talking about that moment, the new world order and the, that's right. That's the right. Mentions of the Masons in, in that book. And then now, like when I, like, even when I first read that book, when I had said uh, the beginning of it was like a lot of numerology, I kind of like just dismissed that. And Me it too. wasn't until the pandemic happened and everything else. And now you're hearing gematria come out and this and that numerology is actually a thing. And it's like, Holy fuck, you know, and then astrology and astrotheology and, and some of that I can, I can hang for, 
for maybe the first couple steps, you know, cause I know a little bit to like have a decent conversation, but when someone starts really railing on, well, this is the moons in this phase and the, this planet is, a, I'm just like, what? Yeah. What? I feel like, I feel like I, I need to shave my head, uh, throw on a Austin 316 shirt and just sit there and say, what? I had to, I had to tell my, uh, my old co-host, it was actually recently, um, I was helping her with some stuff the other day and she was trying to show me some numerology shit. And she was like, see, and this is where this is. And and then you add this, 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 and this, and then you get, and I was like, please stop. I was like, please, please. I can't. I was like, I am so fascinated with this. And I, and and it, like, I totally am like embarrassed, not embarrassed, but jealous that you fucking get this because it does. I don't, it doesn't compute. Yeah. It just does not fucking compute for me. So let's like, let's talk about something else. <laughs> like, please. And, and I'm kind of the same way. Cause I, I always used to love math and, and numbers, but how people get to certain areas with something it, it is confusing to me because like, so, sometimes I'll just like break down. And I'll, I'll be like, okay, well this name that they throw out has X amount of, letters in it and you break it down to what letter and number that is in the alphabet and you add them together and then you might sit there and okay now i got to divide by this or times it by that and you can all of a sudden you find yourself like what the fuck am i looking at and then there's times where it's like okay you see the number 33 everywhere and you're like well i kind of know what that means and what that's a reference to or three or six or six six or six 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 or triple sevens or you look up and you constantly see the same time or right around the same time of day every day or even at night you might wake up right around the same time yep and he's adding adding these numbers together and you're like okay well this one i got five what's five and then it might be a while later and someone breaks down what five means and you're like oh shit okay all right now i know now granted i'm just throwing out a hypothesis there right Um, right so yeah i get that like and every once in a while i'll have those aha moments where oh that makes oh shit or i'm like oh that makes sense right but like no that like it's just a little bit at a time where i get these little blips but like no i can't keep going into it because even when i was when I was telling her, I was like, you can take any fucking number that you want to get to and you can add or subtract whatever the fuck you want to it and you'll get there. And I'm like, I just, this just isn't fucking like, why did you decide to add this number? And then all of a sudden fucking divide this number and subtract this number. And why are we even looking for this number when this number is showing over here? Like, I, I okay. Uh, we are. <laughs> I can't, I can't do it. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm already starting there. to lose my fucking hair, man. <laughs> I don't need another one. I don't need another one. So what is your favorite, favorite topic? Like, I, uh, like it, it doesn't have to be favorite as in, oh my gosh, this is so fun. But like, what consumes you the most? What is the one that like, it, it's, it, if it's spoken, you're, it's your, your attention's there. You're going there. Mushrooms. Mushrooms. So psychedelics are just mushrooms. All around. It can be psychedelic. I cannot partake, uh, due to drug testing and what have you, but I love going out and looking for gourmet mushrooms. And I don't know whatever, I mean, because when my wife and I first got together, it was 
so over 15 years ago. I didn't like tomatoes because I was stationed with a guy that I thought was hilarious. He, he kind of reminded me of powder with hair, but like a super hippie. You know what I mean? Because he had like really blonde hair, blonde eyebrows, whatever. And we were down at the end of runway. I think we were, were arming the jets before they take off. And the topic of tomatoes came up. And he's like, I don't like tomatoes, man. They make your balls small. And I was like, huh, well, I don't like tomatoes and I don't want small balls. So that's the theory <laughs> I'm going to run with. And I met my wife and she's like, oh, do you want a tomato salad? I'm like, I don't like tomatoes. They make your balls small. She's like, what? No, they don't. And I had to tell her the story. And I'm like, if you could only see this guy, because he was sitting down, leaning up against the, this like building and someone asked him like, oh, something about tomatoes. And he was just, he just looked up. He was in his own space and he just looked up looked right at the guy and he was like i don't like tomatoes man they make your balls small and we were in tears and we're like oh my god it was like crazy like funny <laughs> and i didn't really like mushrooms all that much either now to back the mushroom thing up when i was younger i did like mushrooms on pizza but then my mom got a manager's job in a pet store and down in the basement is where in these big people make pawns out of them now but they were the big black rubber bins or whatever and there was guppies in them and i remember walking down and you could smell the dead ones because they would they would float i'm like oh my god that smells like stinky fucking mushrooms so i associated uh, dead guppies with mushrooms well fast forward i'm working with a guy he brings in a, a, a wild mushroom that he had picked. He's like, it tastes just like chicken. Just give it a try. And I did. And I'm like, holy fuck. It, it really does. Rock. So it kind of piqued my interest. And so I would watch videos. I would read stuff. I, I'm so curious on it. But yet you, hear, you have the government propaganda that's out there that says, don't you pick mushrooms because you pick the wrong one, you're dead. Yes, that can be true. However, there are so many out there that are not psychedelic that have so many health benefits. So one day after watching all these videos, I pulled the trigger. I found chicken of the woods. I found lion's mane growing. I just found some the other day. I posted nice. it on my, my, my Instagram. You take, if you can find lion's mane, no toxic lookalikes. You can actually eat that one raw. One of the very few gourmet ones that you, that you can eat raw great health benefits for your for your mind and what have you you slice that up saute it in a little bit of butter if you love lobster or crab same texture same taste in butter oh wow amazing and there's so many out there that are just you could live off of oh my i got this you website uh, and it's like a 20 something bucks and they'll send you grow kits and lion's mane is in there it's like all these different uh types of beneficial mushrooms that this place sells and it comes like on a log or something and yep. it grows out of the log yeah because most uh most of your gourmet mushrooms um have what they call a symbiotic relationship with dying or decaying wood most of them are hardwoods uh, you will find some mushrooms that you can eat that, that are on, uh, that 
that feed off like conifers, like your pine trees and stuff like that. However, most of your really good gourmet mushrooms feed off more of like oak or maple or poplar or, you know, a lot of woods that grow on the East Coast or the upper, not the upper peninsula, the the West Coast up in like uh, Washington and, and what have you and, and upper California. Amazing shit. It, it, it blows your mind when you start looking into it. And then what really made me pull the, uh, no, I had pulled the trigger and then was told to watch Fantastic Fungi on Netflix. Now, you can watch that under some influence of psychedelics because they put some really good visuals in there for people that partake in that. Absolutely. Great. However, the information is awesome. He cured, Paul cured his mom. She had, she was like in her 70s or 80s. Had a massive like cyst or, or lump on her breast and they weren't going to operate because of her age and what have you. He went out and started foraging wild turkey tail. Okay. Turkey tail is known mainly for digestive and, and gut health. He cured his mom with turkey tail by giving her a daily dose of turkey tail mushroom and the mass disappeared and she was healthy, never had to ha- have an operation. I love hearing and, shit like, like that. And psychedelics, big propo- proponent of. Because if you look into what the research is going into now with the help of Alzheimer's, dementia, uh, even even recovery off of alcohol or hard narcotics or anything like that. And it's doing wonders for uh, suicide uh, prevention. Yes, yes, big time. Because you don't need to sit there and trip your your balls off you just need to what they call microdose you know you take a little bit it it you you're not going to see things but your mind just kind of oh wow i feel like i'm functioning on all my synapse right now like this is cool you know i'm happy i'm not i don't have these i can remember i can recall i can laugh at something for the first time that i haven't laughed at and a long time or i can walk into a store i.e walmart and i can be on something like this and the people of walmart aren't making me want to fucking kill them i just (laughs) walk around with a slight smile on my face and go about my business and they don't really exist so mushrooms mushrooms are fucking amazing And and it's not like where you're taking um, a pharmaceutical like depressant where you basically just become numb and zombified and you're still fucking depressed, but you're just too numb to even do anything about it. Like the mushroom doesn't the doesn't have that effect. Right. So like with um, with people that are going through uh, PTSD or depression or trying to get over alcoholism, which is what I'm using it for um, it, it, um, it intensifies who you are. It doesn't dumb you down. It no. really, for me, and, and, and this is just for me, like it really, see, I'm a creative person. So it really makes me find that creativity and pull it out of me. Yeah. Because I think that that night at the talk of the tavern is where we kind of made that connection with psilocybin 
and I, and someone might have, I don't know if it was Brandon or me or somebody were like, hey, try this. And so, and so yeah, I've been actually looking into it and hearing about it and whatnot. And when I heard you guys talking about it, I was like, this is the fucking guy to ask. So I was like, hey, Brandon, what do you think about this? And I think that might have been like one of the only things that I contributed to that whole fucking show. But um, yeah, that uh, very next day, I quit going to NA and um, got a hold of Amanda Ray, who he had um, suggested. Um, I'm in touch with her still. Like, we're not like heavy in touch or anything, but um, if I have questions or something, I, I'm confident I reach out. She will reach back out and fuck dude what is today today is it's been over it's a bit and at least probably what 85 days since i've drank alcohol nice yeah and i think when i was on your show i was like at 20 something and miserable because i was going to this fucking sheeple of a thing that well i consider it a sheeple of a thing like i don't want to knock it because it definitely fucking works for a lot of fucking people but i just feel like uh the people that were there were really fucking cool but like i'm just on a whole different um conscious level than they Mm -hmm. are and for me to try to battle this issue with mundane things is not is not who I am. It's not. It's not a mundane. I I can't dumb myself down to battle something. Like there's got to be like, and and that sounds really bad too because I'm not trying to call anybody that goes to NA dumb or anything like that. It's just not who I am. That's not. It's just right. not who I am. When, it, works, when it works for a lot of fucking people, and I think that is amazing. And if it does work for you, keep going keep going and fucking do it if it works for you. But I just felt like it wasn't for me. And I felt like I'm not helpless. I felt like I have complete control over my decisions. And I feel like I didn't make those bad decisions because I'm helpless. I felt like I made those bad decisions because I was making bad fucking decisions, not because I was helpless per se. Yeah. Like once you're under the influence, then yeah, fuck it, dude. You can't, you're pretty helpless. Like what you're going to do. But uh, I knew when I was walking to the store or fucking driving to the bar or whatever, I knew what the fuck I was doing and I wasn't helpless. Right. So I I remember the conversation you and I had after the tavern that night that, you know, you were like, you were like, thank you, you know, for putting me in contact with, you know, Brandon and, and having me on. And I'm like, Hey dude, if there's anything I can do to help, you know, I, I, do I drink? Yes, I, I do drink. Um, am I a functioning alcoholic? Probably so. However, you know, if there's somebody that needs help and is in a situation that, that maybe I can help them or, or, or link them up with somebody, absolutely, I'm going to fucking do it. And, you know, I can't partake in marijuana or, you know, psilocybin because, because I drive commercial truck for a living and get random piss tests so is there you know even my wife and i talked about this the other day you know back before i had this job dude i was a raging fucking pothead you know what i mean but i wasn't using it for the right reasons i was using it back then to numb and just forget about shit because hey i'm high whatever you know now after growing up and maturing a little bit and looking into the health benefits of using cannabis or you know any type of the plant 
for, for health benefits or mushrooms, many different types, even if they are psilocybin or not psilocybin. Wow. And I'm, I'm a huge proponent of anything that, that we come down with of illness, because I, I don't believe in viruses. I'm more of a train theory type of guy. Right. Um, everything um, and I want to have an with? episode on that, by the way. Do you know somebody? An the, expert in, in, terrain, in terrain theory? Uh, not personally. I'd have to look around. Um, I know V V Lynn is really good with that. Oh, really? Um, yeah. I, I need uh, to have them on the show too, because we had to reschedule and we have not done that yet. So good to know. But anything that you are suffering from, like physically, like you get a cold, go in your backyard or go in the woods. Um, if you do your research, you will find something there that we used to use before the Rockefellers put us on petroleum medicine yep. that would cure us. And it's amazing shit. It's like, yeah, wow. I can't remember what it was I was watching, or maybe I might have been listening to a podcast. It might have been the people, the couple from um, the truth about cancer.com. Um, and they were saying that. It, it's so fucked that people will pull into a parking lot and walk past three or four cures for the cancer that they're going to get radiation against, uh, you know, in, in that parking lot, they walk past like three or four things that could have yeah. cured them. Oh my God. I'm suffering from heart, heart disease, but yet I just walked by 30 fucking dandelions. Yeah. And dandelions helps with cancer cells as well. As well. Yes and heart disease and who's the big proponent of oh you got to get rid of monsanto well, what else do they do huh they sponsor all your chemicals they spray on every fucking thing got to get rid of anything that naturally can fucking cure you right and i was thinking about this the other day too is like how in the fuck would he would we even know if the seeds that we have that are marked as heirloom seeds, how would we even know if they truly are? Like, unless, I don't oh. know, do we get like an old, old ass almanac and like compare it? Like, cause we have nothing to compare to. Like, how do we know this wasn't genetically modified? And how do we know that like, there hasn't been two fucking great resets before the first genetically modified seed ever was invented. <laughs> yeah. And I, I kind of brought that up on a, uh, I don't, I don't know what episode it was was on it could have been uh, anyway but i was like yeah i go to amish you know stands out here you know i amish are prevalent do they actually know that they're using heirloom seeds sometimes at this point you know because they do intermingle with the english to get some of their you know their corn or whatever that they want to grow and it's like you know do they spray chemicals on their shit no they, they do everything natural but how do you know that they don't have a, a, a GMO seed that they planted and grew tomatoes or their sweet corn or a beet or a sweet potato or whatever vegetable <laughs> you want to add there, cucumbers, whatever. And nobody knows, you know, you, you can go to Walmart. Oh, it says heirloom on it. Oh, okay. Is it really heirloom? You can go to a greenhouse. Oh, well, this one says heirloom. This one says it's, a cross between this and this. Well, okay. Well, this one says heirloom, but if you actually probably look at everything and break it down, I mean, it would take some time uh, and, and thinking and, you know, a little bit of research. They're probably the same fucking thing. And we, we, we don't know, you know what I mean? Like, 
Yeah, how would we? How would we know? I always, I always think of that uh, book, The Giver. You know, when like they're calling an elephant the wrong thing because they're just fucking told that, you know, and, yeah. or or you go back to um, the Truman Show, where uh, he's like, uh, "We're accepted whatever reality that's presented to us." And, mm-hmm. and that's legit, you know, like if we were born into some different realm where like we're fucking red and we have like uh, floppy ears and shit, you know, like that's what we would accept. Like we're we accept what we're presented like. So how the fuck do we know anything at all? We don't. At the end of the day, as sad as it sounds, we don't. However, how did I go from being 21 years old? To people telling me, you know, you think you know everything. I'm like, I don't know fucking everything. Like, fuck you. I don't think I know everything. I thought I knew everything. Now, I don't know shit, and I know way more than I knew then. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I ha- I had a I had a supervisor when I was in the Air Force, and I remember he was he was an old hard ass, and he's like, he he would look at me and be like, I know I've forgotten more about you know, this aircraft or, you know, this job, then you'll ever remember. And I'll be, I was like, what, how how do you forget more than what I can fucking remember or learn? And then it finally dawned on me years later. It's like, he'd been around. He's seen it all. He's seen it all to the point where some of it, you just got to let go and accept some of the things for fact. And you can apply that with, with anything like okay we know there's a cabal do we look into the the abyss and does the abyss stare us back yes do we sleep at night yes because we know how far we can look into it and for how long and then talk about it and then forget about it to to an extent you just kind of lock it away somewhere and someday that that piece of information will just be like like a transform me like Oh yeah, blah 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 blah. I can talk about that, and I don't know. It's it's crazy shit. So I feel like <clears throat> you and I are very similar, and then I feel like uh, you know Mick James and V Lynn are very similar in the aspects of their patriotism and their uh, gung ho ness for the country. And you served, so I'm not taking that away from you in any way, shape, or form. However, I'm curious if you look at this the way that I have been recently, where. Um, you said you like the shrooms that not necessarily just the psychedelics, but I mean, you're friends with Brandon from expanding reality and and you mentioned some other people. So you, you think differently, right? And so, and I told this to James when we had the Q episode on because it, it, it bugs me sometimes. And it's like, where do I put my energy? Because I feel like it's all, it, and none of it matters. I feel like none of it fucking matters and if they do have a plan and it's all going to be played out the way that it's supposed to be played out then it doesn't fucking matter if i give it energy or not it doesn't matter if i go out there and i vote it doesn't matter if i'm pissed off about fucking the democrats doing this or fucking donald trump pushing the vaccine so now like fuck whatever it is like it's energy harvesting and i realize that so Mm -hmm. then I'm conflicted because I'm like, well, if I don't do anything about it, then all of their agenda is going to fucking push forward. So do I keep myself in this low vibrational thing and stay in this fucking fight and try to fucking stop from happening? Whatever is already going to happen, no matter what is already in God's ultimate plan is going to happen no matter what I do. So do I continue giving this thing my energy or, or not? 
or do I just realize like, cause I told James, I was like, look, dude, I stopped for a minute paying attention to the whole political thing and Q and everything. And it was just because I was like, dude, I, I feel like Donald Trump is a whole, all a part of it. Maybe like, and this is the way that I feel like it could be like you, you, I love the fucking Oakland Raiders, like fuck Vegas. Fuck you. Like, I love the Oakland Raiders, right? I love football like it's just i grew up with it that's the only thing that i have that i bonded with my stepdad over and everything like i'm just uh so into it right but i had to stop watching it because it was just so blatantly not legit in my in my opinion like once somebody said it's rigged and i started seeing certain things and it's now it's like oh my god it's so obviously rigged it's fucked but if the Raiders are winning every now and then, you know, I'll be like, oh, dude, I'll, I'll, I'll sit and watch this game, right? So it's like now it's like all these Q drops are happening. Donald Trump's fucking reposting Q drops and shit like that. It's like, all right, let me see what's going on. I feel like it's kind of the same shit, but it's like it doesn't fucking matter if the Raiders win on Sunday because uh, you, it doesn't fucking matter, right? So does any of it matter? That's that's what I've been dealing with this, like battling it a lot lately. Like I'm just like if if – I don't know if we're all spirits here and like, it's just battling this material world versus like this. I'm, I'm going fucking crazy. Right. And can you tell you're, you're where I was right after, uh, J six give, give or take probably six months down, down the road. Okay. Even six months, maybe not, maybe nine months, you know, Somewhere in there. I was heavy into Q. Uh, my audience knows I was. I my audience I still also got a little string hanging on to this motherfucker. Like there's a tiny yeah. little fucking string still hanging on to that shit. However, what pissed me off the most, and I'm going to say something right now that most people probably, and even most veterans don't even realize when you sign up for the military and you go into basic training and any training you do thereafter is a modified MK Ultra experience on you. You are MK Altered right out the gate. Why? Well, how else are you going to fucking conform? How else are you going to fucking follow orders? Because you, you are, you know, it might not be sitting there with a fucking little thing hypnotizing you, but it, it, Punishment, torture, sleep deprivation, control. R rinse and repeat, okay? So when I was, you know, a patriot, a veteran, man, Q, holy shit. There's got to be a way. And even on uh, the day of inauguration, I think Pompeo was supposed to to tweet uh, every hour, then yeah. one every half hour then once every 15 minutes and then five minutes and it was on and then it was supposed to be on right and i actually even reactivated my twitter account just for that and i'm like holy shit it's fucking happening and it got down to every 15 minutes it stopped and then i hear people trust the plan that's all you ever heard trust the plan well what's a plan yeah what is the plan well you know, you, you just got to wait. You just got to trust it. Right. No. 
Well, if we know what the plan is and the enemy knows what the plan is and, and, you know, and I'm not going to take away from it. I love how James reiterates this and he'll say, well, I don't like to say trust the plan. I like to say that trust there is a plan and trust that there's a plan for after the plan. Yes, that, that is a good way to look at it. However, being prior military, I'm not going to go into a situation without knowing a fucking plan. And also as being a civilian, I know the military is not the only way you do not want martial law. Because once martial law is enacted, it doesn't go away. And here's another thing that I have with Q that I have a big issue with is I was the crazy tinfoil hat wearing motherfucker screaming about martial law before Donald Trump was ever even put into office. And then Q comes along to grab people and pacify people like me because I'm worried to death. I'm like, once that fucking bell rings and it's martial law, it that, that that's go time. That's like the ding 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 we're on right but q comes along and is like when martial law hits then good we're good we're good to go like right like fuck dude fuck what a mind fuck (laughs) so here's something that might mind fuck you a little bit more okay and i i mean it with all due respect and and what have you biden gave that that speech where it's all lit up in red Right. <clears throat> Who's the terrorist now? MAGA Republicans. Ultra MAGA Republicans. They're the, they're the terrorists. See, I'm not even a Republican, but I'm thrown into that category. Right, because you followed Q or believed in Q. Okay, what did Q do? It brought everybody from the right out in droves. And what happened? Well, we're all on social media. Who controls social media? The fucking government who collects all that data? The Ever. fucking government. So now we know who their enemy is. Not not America's enemy. Their enemy. Right. Oh, behold, course, didn't they say something about mailboxes with a red mark and uh, different colored marks, I believe. And if you had a red mark on your mailbox, that means you were fucked, right? So yeah. I'm thinking physical mailbox. Like, no, that's not the environment we live in now. No. And like, no. And how are we? I'm like, oh, well, I'll just walk outside. I see a red fucking red. My mailbox is tagged red. Then I'll know. I'm like, fucking, I'm out of here. Find me somewhere else, bitches. No, dude, that shit's tagged somewhere where you can't even fucking see it. And in, in the metaverse somewhere. All they did was, and that's why I think, and, and I'm kicking myself in the ass that I didn't see it just because. In basic training, every branch goes through the, the the same type of mental training of psyops. You know, if you're captured, you got to know this order, that order, whatever. You know, it, I've been out way too long to even fucking remember them, and I don't want to fucking remember them. Um, however, it Q drew me in. And now when I look back on it, yeah, I think it was a psyop to see who would fall for this who who are the patriots that that love America that America was founded on and turn that around to make them the fucking enemy of America as everybody just followed along because we hate sheep but what did what did every Q supporter do you including me I followed like sheep I I next Q drop next Q drop 
that was just all that was. Oh, it was, was like crack, crack, right? It was like yeah, crack. Trying to decode it, or or somebody decodes it. Like you're just like, oh, yeah. fuck. okay, okay. Like yeah. And then you then you find out that there was a psyop in oh fuck over in Russia years ago. Uh, oh, I can't believe I'm drawing a fucking blank on this because it's the main one I fucking use all the time. And it starts with a B. It'll, it'll come to you when it's supposed to, man. <clears throat> yes. So, so uh, go ahead. They, they ran a similar psyop, you know, trust the plan, trust the military, this and that. Da, 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 da. And then you compare that with Q and it was like, that's the same fucking plan. And then you have people saying, Oh, well, you got to trust the military. Like we were just talking. And the last person that said we need to really fucking trust the military and trust the plan and, and we'll unite everybody turned out to be a very bad fucking man. And yeah. that was Hitler. Yes. Well, what do you, what do you think about general Flynn and his whole role in this Q thing? Because he obviously he's, he's obviously aware of it. He obviously is very, very well trained in psyop uh, training. Um, he, he's kind of the go-to guy uh, when it comes to question. Right. Honest with you, because he was an Obama appointee. He was an Obama appointee. So now do you think when they had that meeting with Trump, when Obama and Trump had that meeting and he was like, whatever you do, get rid of General Flynn because he was fucking knowing that if he said that, Gen then Trump would turn around and say, all right, what job are we giving General Flynn? So that he could have his fucking plant that close to Trump. Because who? there was two people that Obama said, get rid of him. And I believe Trump gave both of them jobs. And Michael Flynn was one of those people. And then yeah. it comes out later, you got all these people now, uh, all of a sudden, um, after nothing happens, right? So then there's turmoil in the whole Q community. And then you got fucking Michael Flynn and uh, um, uh, Lynn Wood all of a sudden are having- I don't trust that motherfucker as far as I can throw him. Right. But then you got all these Christian warriors who are behind Lynn Wood 100%. And they're saying that, that Michael Flynn said this satanic prayer. And now I've seen the prayer and then I've seen it side by side with the satanic woman that says the fucking prayer. And it's not exactly the same, but it's damn near word for word. Right. Now, I don't know who this woman is. I'm just going off of the fact that somebody said this woman is satanic and this is a satanic prayer. So I'm like, oh, that's word for word. And they're telling me this woman is satanic and that's a satanic prayer. I have no fucking clue. I do know that I've seen a number of hand gestures from Michael Flynn. I know that Michael Flynn is very good friends with um, that piece of shit that's making as much money as he can off of this uh, with his uh, Wake in America tour. Um, what's his name? Um, uh, Clay Clark. Okay. I was going to say, Clark. you're going to have to, because I, I jumped out of, up until Ryan and I started doing, this was like 13 weeks ago. Okay. Because episode 13 drops here real soon. Um, up until then, Q ruined me from looking into conspiracies because it, it was like, if I look into it, is this going to be like another fucking psyop? And it, that, but is it going to break my heart? Am I going to have to go yeah, through it? Is it going to break my heart? You know, <laughs> yeah. It, it's like, Am I gonna fall in love with this girl and all she does is turn around and fucking abuse me and cheat on me and and take me for all my money again? Like you, you know what I mean? Like 
But it, w- when you look into, I want so your are you audience. saying are you saying that you, you there's there's no hope? Like I showed you, I'm holding on by a string for Q and and hope. And you know, you talk to some of these people. You talk to uh, James from We the People Radio. You talk to like uh, Texas QD. Uh, some of these people that are like still fully like gung ho. Um, and they, they kind of make you think about some stuff. So that's why I'm still holding on by a thread. Are you saying there's no fucking hope? We've been duped like, you, you dumbass. Why didn't you see this as soon as inauguration happened? Is that's, that what you're telling me? <laughs> that's kind of where I personally am. I take no offense. It's fine. <laughs> I take no, no offense. And, and trust me, I, I, dude, I, I was a huge Q support. I mean, I put, I would replace Q or an O with a Q or, put the number 17 in somewhere any chance i fucking had you know what i mean because i thought i was fighting the the fight and and i'm not taking anything away from you you know if you want to still believe that great you had that's your right you i'm just I mean? saying it hasn't been no. proven wrong yet in my opinion no. and and if you listen to I some won't. of these people you're seeing all these truths all these proofs all these truths all these yes. proofs. but at the same time i'm like fucking stop showing me all these truths and all these proofs because all you're doing is pacifying me it's just exactly. pacifying me it's just another day of hopium and then you, all of a sudden you you know later in the game you know you, you start to find out who simon parks is who uh uh that the ex boxer um I don't know. Nino Rodriguez, something like that. And then you have the dude that lives in Spain that him and Simon Parks were really close with that used to smuggle gold around the world. Oh, fuck. What is his name? Charlie Ward. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Charlie Ward. I know you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. And then Wano Savin and, and all these, these people. And it was just like all they did. And, there was a there was a couple other podcasters, and I forget the one dude's name because I actually listened to his podcast for a little bit. X twenty two report. Yes, if you look at his hey. fucking, and I do believe, and I do he yeah it was so funny because I was listening to him. Uh, I was gonna have James on, and and I'm I'm not meaning to suck James' dick. His name keeps coming up a lot. Fuck you, James. Go fuck yourself. But um. <clears throat> I was listening to him and I haven't listened to him in a long time. So I was like, I'll go listen to X 22 report. And like, so I'm kind of up to speed on what's going on in the queue. And the guy's saying the same fucking thing is like, and like uh, the Patriots are in control and you know, like (laughs) the same shit. And you go back to post number, whatever. And I do believe we have a three-year Delta here. And and I'm like, I'm just like, but what's happened. The country has turned to absolute fucking shit. We actually had one of these sex traffickers, two, two. We had two in custody. Two. One, one supposedly, supposedly yeah. is dead. I'm not even, I'm not even, we know he didn't commit suicide. I'm not even sure the motherfucker's dead. Another oh. one is supposedly in jail, in prison for and sex trafficking the these kids to nobody. She's guilty yeah. of sex trafficking these kids to nobody. Uh-huh. Yeah. So oh. what are so we hanging a, on nobody for? Nobody. Right? And then it's like, oh, Durham. 
Durham, the Punisher. Fuck Durham. The Punisher Durham. Fuck what the fuck just happened? Is there any, did anything good come out of that? I don't know. We'll look at the optics. I know some of my Q people are going to say, well, you got to look at the optics. Okay, well, let's well, look. Well, I'm going to tell you that. right now, my personal opinion on Durham, I don't even know if the dude's really alive anymore. Well, okay, it's, so it's an old uh, picture, and there are people really... people that I've I've heard interviews. No. I've heard interviews with people that have actually spoken to him, like okay. that were covering covering uh, the first trial that were in right. there and actually rubbed elbows with him as they were walking in and out of uh, okay. you know, the court. So I trust what, that source. <laughs> what did he do though? He didn't do shit. It's not a moral fucking victory. It's not a, a oh, they got the evidence into court. No, it, they showed that. Oh, so, so the first one they showed, obviously, uh, where the money came from and who was behind everything. Yet, no, nothing happened. But it is right. Nothing it was put in court. And then and then we're like, OK, well, obviously nothing is going to happen there because it was tried in fucking D.C. And anybody that's going to be on the goddamn jury is obviously going to be a supporter, a donor or something of either AOs, some fucking left wing garbage out there. Right. So, like, what the fuck is happening? Seriously, like. If we go vote, does that even fucking matter? Because I live in California and. I live in the state capital of California, and when Governor Newsom was being recalled, I saw a shit ton of recall that motherfucker stickers, flags, all kinds of shit. People lining over the freeway, on, over the overpasses, recall Newsom, right? And this yeah, motherfucker gets more votes during the recall election than he did in the actual fucking election. Go fuck yourselves. Just like Joe Biden got more votes than quote unquote, I'm just going to say quote unquote, our first black president, because if you actually dive into history, we had many black presidents before Washington, but do your own research. Um, and wasn't Washington's wife actually president of the United States for the short period of time as well? Wasn't Martha? I think so. Uh, I think so. Yeah. But this senile old man, and then you add up. Or maybe you, Washington was even a real person. Who knows? Yeah. But if you add up Joe Biden's numbers and Trump's numbers, it exceeds the actual voting limit for, for registered voters that actually voted. It's like. Right. Well, there's so many irregular, easy for me to say. So Irregularities. Many. Thank you very much, sir. <laughs> I can't believe I pulled that one out of my ass. It, uh, here we go. You keep using the horn. I don't think it means what you think it means. Oh, thank you very much. That's uh, from uh, Princess Bride. You a fan of that movie? I watched it once when I was younger, only because Andre the Giant was in it. Yes, he was. And Fred Savage. Yeah, was I was a fan of The Wonder Years. That's what drew me in. Yeah, I forgot he was in it, too. I, I need to go back and actually rewatch that movie because it's incredible. Every, it, it comes up all the time. Like, oh, the Princess Bride, the Princess Bride, the Princess Bride, even with Ted Cruz, the Princess Bride, the Prince Bride. Because I was, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I was, I was a Cruz supporter. Well, I was a Rand Paul supporter before Cruz ran because Rand, he I came out. Ain't nothing wrong with that. He came no. out swinging. Yeah. Abolish the IRS. Let's do this. Let's do that. Bam. I'm like, fuck yeah. You are. Yeah. If they put him in a Trump suit, that would have been awesome. That would have been. Because he was like the relatable 
the relatable version of his dad. Like his dad, now looking back on it, I'm like, you know, Ron Paul actually made a lot of fucking sense. And yet we all called him fucking, not all, but most people, he was crazy and out there. He was just old and just fucking crazy. Looking back on it, not so much. Then Ted Cruz came along, okay? And Beck supported him and yada, yada, yada. And then now, I don't know how I feel on Ted Cruz, whatever. I think once they get there, you know, they fight for warrior. Hey, we're going to change. And then they just stay. You know, Marco Rubio is is another one that that he was like, yeah, I'm I'm going to enforce term limits. I'm going to I'm going to bring in term limits. Okay, here we go. We got sucked into political talk, right? We got sucked into political talk. Does any of it matter? Isn't it all just fucking charades? It's all charades. It's all every right. Everything is charades. And that, look that how that's easy, and we know that, and we know yes. that, and look how easy it just sucked us in just now. Yep. And I think that is kind of what the Q movement did for the right conservative libertarian minded people and some independents. You know what I mean? It sucked us into we're going to finally win the good fight that has been going on in Washington and around the world forever. No, it, it's still going on. Uh, child sex trafficking is still going on. The deep state still runs shit. Uh, the CIA isn't really who they really are because now they've planted their foot in Ukraine. Uh, that's the new war that we need to money launder through and no Democrat can turn their back on a war. Even Republicans for the Isn't most part. It's so crazy because it never used war. to, it wasn't like that. Right. It was, it was no. always like the, the, the liberals were supposed to be peace and love and peace loving for the, for the working class guy. Right. And even, even during the sixties, it was like the Democrats were like, they had the fucking hippies backs didn't they and and now all of a sudden it's like these are the evil satanic motherfuckers <laughs> that, that are truly like true like i always like still fuck the republicans in my opinion like fuck them they're still mm-hmm. warmongers in my like the yep. true true republicans like the bushes the bush clan yeah. we're still living through the bush clan in my opinion like it's still Absolutely. you know biden biden is just a branch of the bush bush clan or maybe it all started back with carter who fucking knows like yeah, could be even. Uh, who who is our first Skull and Bones president? I mean, possibly it could have. When was Skull and Bones actually even created? Because it could Skull and Bones could actually just be a branch of whatever George Washington was uh, a part of. Because we know that the Masons aren't what they used to be. Uh, no, and and Washington was a Freemason. Um, supposedly. Did, supposedly. Did you know? No, I'm not even going to mention that. Because, well, you have to. You already put it out there. He did. I think Jackson, Andrew Jackson, was actually half black. Well, that would make sense. (laughs) I mean, the last name. Yeah, but people say he was a slave owner and and had all these affairs and. Well, just because you're black, you can't be a slave owner. Is that like that's like the hugest misconception? People fucking, you know what I mean? Like you think that that you think black people didn't have slaves? Wait a minute. Where do you think Uh, that the white people in European countries 
got these slaves from. Oh, was it the black kings of the tribes in Africa that sold their own people to white? Oop, don't talk about that. Shut the fuck up. And let's tell Ghost what he's won. I believe it's a new car. Oh, yay. I got a new Tesla because we're going green over here. And while you drive your new Tesla through California, don't mind the wildfires. And by the way, watch that commercial about nuclear war coming soon to you in California. Nice. And do not forget about your extra bonus package that comes with that. It's not a free spare tire. It is a free slow charging cable because we want you stuck in rush hour. We don't want you to charge it fast. We want you to charge it slow. And then we're going to turn the lights out and do rolling blackouts. So congratulations. Man, that shit, it takes so long to charge those things. And the ridiculous thing is now is it's, it's well known that if everybody in California ends up with one of these damn things, that it's going to destroy our power grid. So your government has it so fucked already that you can't even actually run your own power grid when it's hot. You know, we can't collect rainwater in California. No. Uh, here's, here's an interesting one that you might find. It's illegal to sleep in your kitchen. Um, <laughs> I don't know if this is still a law, but the last time I checked, which was about eight, seven or eight years ago, it's illegal to set a mousetrap if you do not have a hunting license. Um, what else? Oh, in San Francisco, it is illegal to walk your elephant down the street without a leash. Well, also in San Francisco, uh, you're allowed to urinate on a traffic light or traffic signal, or maybe it's one or the other, to the point where the urine eventually just rots it away and it falls. It's so gross. And you yeah. know what? Another law in California is, is it's illegal to spit on the sidewalk. And they made that law during the gold rush days because the sidewalks were obviously made out of wooden planks. And if you spit on the fucking sidewalk, these poor people wearing these boots that didn't have any tread with their people <laughs> were falling all over the place. So it was kind of a safety law that was put into place. And now we have people just jerking off as you walk by while they're taking a shit, shooting up and looking at you as if, like, why the fuck are you looking at me? <laughs> why are you? Yeah. Well, it's because you are fucking jerking off while taking a shit and there is a needle in your arm. I'm I'm not even mad. I'm impressed. Come on, Clarice. <laughs> what the fuck world do we live in? Uh, it's crazy, man. Every night I wake up and I'm just like, I'm going to wake up tomorrow and it's all going to be a bad dream. Nope. I wake up. And just like fucking what's his name and Aerosmith says, the lines in my face keep getting clear. Yep. Yeah. It, or that was a Beatles song first, I believe. It's all retarded at the end of the day. Like, like even me, I go to bed, I'm looking at this shit. I wake up, I'm like, yeah, you know, tomorrow's a new day. But is it? Or is it just a repeat of yesterday? where someone might have sprinkled a little laundry detergent in one area of the stain. Oh, but it didn't get the stain out. We can still kind of see the stain, but it's not as bad as it was yesterday. And it's like, come on. Like, I don't know. Like, 
gas prices, every everything, inflation, everything. It, it's like, oh, it's drops. It's dropped a dollar. Well, you know what? When you raise it three dollars and you drop a dollar, it's still fucking up. It's still yeah. high. You fucking retards. Wake the fuck up. Yep. Unfortunately, that is the world we live in. But there's got to be some positive things out there that you're excited about. Right. So before I let you plug your shit and, you know, you did definitely came and you curb stomped the fuck out of this thing. So I'm, I'm impressed. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. But uh, before I let you plug your shit, man, like what gets ghost excited, man? What what makes you look forward to tomorrow? Being a dad, uh, being a husband. Now, sometimes that can come with, you know, your own trials and tribulations. You know, any relationship can be tough, but you got to look at. Can be or will be. Will be. Uh, So you got to look at what what you can get and learn out of any situation that you go through. Like, even if you have a bad day, what, what gets me really going is. I can have the shittiest day. But for some fucking retarded reason, my mind will always revert back to, okay, there was something there I needed to learn and I can try and pick it apart and I might not get it that night, but it could come a few days, months, years later. And it's like, oh, okay. All right, cool. All right. Now I understand why I went through that. Um, I'm just a all around, just a, everything will always work out for the better. I love it. it always so you're just an optimist. I, I am an optimist. And you, and, and I got to ask you, man, because it's once you started your podcast, tell me, haven't you gotten so much more hope because you're learning all these different things. And it's like, I've, I've gotten to the point now where I'm like, okay, if the material world is doomed and I don't think that we're there yet, you know, Mm-mm. this realm is not doomed yet, but even if it is, we're so much greater than whatever this is. And there's so much more for us. So I, I, I kind of, I get hope from that. And I feel like since I started the podcast that like, that's opened my eyes up to this a little bit more. I don't know if you have the same experience. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I can't wait to talk to somebody new or bounce ideas off. Like, when we right before we recorded, you're like, I, I don't really have a topic. I'm like, great that I do my best work on just talking about whatever, because that's how my mind works. You know what I mean? Like, even when I do interview somebody or have somebody on, I never go in with with a pre-planned question because the information I've said this many times on on my podcast the information that needs to come out during that conversation is what needs to come out at that time. You know Absolutely. what I mean? So, you know I'll, what I mean? Like, I'll have a starting point. Usually I'll have a starting point for somebody. Um, but, but if I have somebody on that, that like, that's why I brought them on. Cause I want to talk about right. this, but yes, if I'm having another podcast host on, uh, we're usually going off the hip because dude, it's so fun just to talk to other podcasters because oh, absolutely because we talk to all these other crazy people. Right. And, and so for us, it's like, it's like our, uh, AA or NA or church. Like we get, to, this is our time where we get to come and share what we've been fucking going through and learning. Right. <laughs> I, Hallelujah. Love, I love these fucking conversations, bro. And you're definitely my peeps. Definitely my fucking. Oh yes. Same here. 
we're we're two peas in 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 the same pod just i don't know just on the different side of the united states you're on the west coast i'm on the east coast and hey you know great minds think alike it doesn't matter where you are in the world yeah we're still in the same realm man whatever this is whatever this is we're here and i feel that we're here at this fucking time for a reason because we could if if brandon is correct and a lot of other people we choose when we jump on this ride so if that holds any truth to it we chose to be here for a reason so let's figure out what that reason is and let's fucking make it happen yeah and when you say it that way i picture myself as a young kid the train's going by right and I just reach up and I grab, grab a hold of whatever I can hold on to. And I'm just flapping in the fucking wind. And, and now eventually I've, I've got myself up. I I've climbed a couple train cars. I'm getting closer to the engine. You know what I mean? Like through my life's journey. So it was like, I've always been ready for the fucking ride and ready for whatever is going to come. It's just, how do I get myself up and around the information that might be bullshit to get to the truth and get to uh not necessarily a state of euphoria but a happy place you know what i mean but i'm also that the the type of guy that can take the worst situation be like look dude just embrace the suck learn to laugh at every fucking thing that is going wrong right fucking now because that's the only type of Oh man, it makes it so much easier to get through it. Yes. And then when you get home and you want to decompress and just be like, look in the mirror or whatever, go down in the basement and just be like, yell and scream and whatever. Great. Yeah. However, that suck happened for a reason. And the good stuff happens for a reason. So just take out, take, take, take whatever life throws at you and, and, and learn from it. Go to our bat because failures fertilizer and you're not going to grow unless you fail well fucking said my friend well fucking said sir ghost all right where can they find uh the talk of the tavern and third eye podcast and also is maynard part of a secret society oh wait no 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 not the last question i just where can they find you <laughs> god we could go on for another fucking hour and <laughs> not, not the last part not the last part <laughs> trust me brother i want i definitely want to have you back on and we'll we'll shoot the shit again man it's going to be a great time this was a great time here i can't wait to have you back on again absolutely and i can't wait to have you on my podcast as well because our energy just it flows and and we think alike you can find my podcast and you can get talk at the tavern every full episode of the weekly episode um patreon.com forward slash my third eye podcast and if you just look up my third eye podcast, I'm on every podcatcher there is now, even on iHeartRadio. Email is my third iPod at gmail.com, my third eye podcast on Instagram. I have a link tree. Uh, go there. It has everything from who does my outro music to everything else. So awesome. Uh, like like I said, conspiracy in the news is the only one that i'm releasing for free right now um the other ones you get the first free hour of the weekly episode and the first free hour of talk at the tavern other than that five bucks come on five bucks 
I mean, you, you spend did. you spend five bucks when you're at the grocery store and you're just like, do I need that? You don't even think about some shit. You just grab it because it caught your fucking eye, right? And then you get home and you like don't even eat it or something and it goes bad. Come on, man. Like where a bag I- of Doritos is almost five bucks now. It's like and, and you got, I can polish off a bag of Doritos in I don't know, 15, 20 minutes. Like, oh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. come on. It's like looking at it it's like, oh, four ninety nine now. I remember when these were like two bucks, but whatever. You know, and I, I keep it simple, you know, but I love putting content out, content out for everybody and love doing these shows and being guests and having people like you eventually on my show when we can set up a time and not get confused on East Coast, West Coast, because I've said this a thousand times on my show. It's easier to book somebody from England than it is to get somebody from California. Just, I don't know what it is about the behind time versus the forward time but it's just it, it's it's weird it could be a california vortex i don't know i don't get it either like i've always wondered too like how the fuck do you guys deal with how late uh monday night football goes and oh, like, I y'all it. got fucking work in the morning and shit like this is bullshit like i i used to get mad it's almost 11 o'clock i got fucking work in the morning <laughs> like and the so you guys you guys are actually kind of set to like go longer i feel and so in a way i've noticed that a lot of the east coast podcasters it's like they start their podcasts around eight or nine o'clock at night and i'm like i want to be done by then (laughs) yeah and 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 i'm the exception to the rule because everybody knows that you know even when ryan's trying to book something with with everybody and i'm like dude you know during a work day and you want to go at eight o'clock your time dude i'm in bed three hours ago you know what i mean usually i go to bed around nine o'clock ten o'clock somewhere in there and monday night football the only reason why it's so late is because the californians are just getting off work so they can make it home to watch monday night football that is true that is exactly why i made my start time of when i do my recordings when i do my recordings is because it's perfect californians get off work that time and east coasters are not in bed yet so Brother, thank you so much, man. And uh, I, we could literally sit here and just keep talking and talking, bro. But uh, we, uh, I got to drop the hammer at some point. So you guys know where you can find me. Uh, obviously not on Spotify and not on YouTube anymore. Go ahead and check out the Patriot Podcast Network on Roku. Please go check me out on there because like, it's a functioning podcast network. There's all kinds of cool ass motherfuckers on there. It's not just me. It's other cool people that are getting banned everywhere else. And... Please go check out Patriot Cigar. Well, no, check. I just fucked it up. Go to mypatriotcigars.com and receive 15% off when you enter the promo code RABBIT. Also, go to actually fuck it. You know what, you guys? I'm going to put in commercials, so fuck all these goddamn things. I don't like doing these readings live. I really hate them. So, uh, yeah, none of this is actually going to be heard by anybody except for this part. I love you guys. Keep digging down those rabbit holes. Not a human, not afraid. I will not comply, I will not obey. See, the plan is to depopulate. But the body can overcome anything, fuck what the doctor say. Fans shaking me like Bobby, wake up. Chip on my shoulder, I was holding a grudge. I wanted to be loved more than I wanted to love. But hey, what can I say? Fame's a hell of a drug. 
Born a slave to a tyrant. It's gonna take more than just petitions and riots. Are we headed for a future of being indebted to credit? Hoping the next leader elected or Trump the one we beheaded? Words the wealthiest rappers will never utter. Them checks they throw at a nigga's a motherfucker. Seems like the future was brighter when I was younger. Seems like the future was brighter when I was younger. I'm torn between performing and rewriting the norm Am I born to transform or just to die and move on? Be the life that people mourn while reciting all my songs To the battle I am sworn, saw a door, armor worn Beaten down to the point for being different You question old tradition, they just say you superstitious Like a snake that eats its own tail The economic system, public schools, the babysitter Healthcare's the modern day, Adolf Hitler Fact check, ever since the internet Molestation multiplied by a million percent Your aunts and uncles, nieces and nephews all in line with the shit History shows for speaking up, my whole life is at risk Yeah, I'm cocky, kamikaze, who gon' stop me? Anunnaki, Illuminati, neo-Nazis, they do me how they do Cosby When you winning, they gon' love you till you lose like Ronda Rousey Every revolutionary, they execute them proudly It go JFK, no, MLK, no Since Lenin got smoke, it's clear they don't want us to have hope They tore down our houses, replaced it with dope And say that it's our fault, fuck So you wanted to fight So you wanna be brave So you found the light And you've seen the truth And you feel betrayed Well it comes with cost A price to lose As if we're really just born to die They said, but being on TV looks pretty cool. I said, that's true. I said, must I remind myself? These corporations ain't your friends. You should have signed yourself. Um, they, they, who are they? They are us. We are they. The pyramids start at the top. We just mimic and behave the same way. Babylon brainwaves, human incarcerations, the modern day slave trade. Cost of college, cost of living. So how you can't maintain? All you can do is sell pills, drink tea, and waste train. Struggle to make mortgage and re-up by payday. And the wealthiest family split it up eight ways. Okay. So you wanna be brave. So you found the light and you seen the truth and you feel betrayed. Well it comes with cost. A price to lose. As if we're really just born to die. I'd rather not have been born.